You are listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. Finally, we get that Daredevil preview. We've uh, pro- prequel. We've all been waiting for. Yes, for the upcoming Melissa McCarthy Daredevil franchise. <laughs> well, she's playing Bullseye in, in, in the in the new Daredevil series. So that should actually, be cool. I thought this was the worst fucking kitchen porn kind of video I've ever seen. I didn't see any food being prepared. <laughs> I didn't learn any recipes. No one once mentioned you know, the word. I can't suited. believe there's not one like poster or. Ad part of the ad campaign where it's making some kind of jokey some thing on like thing. these women have finally found their place. Yeah. It's like, hey, go back in the kitchen yeah. where you belong. It's not in the kitchen. It's, it's in Hell's, Hell's Kitchen. kitchen. Oh. <laughs> I love because it. I think this was the whole pitch meeting. White right there. people That's... in the mafia. It, it did kind of feel like there are elements of this with their their completely trying to cartoonishly channel seventies filmmaking styles. Yeah. And it's like, why not put out a 70s style trailer like that? I actually would have liked that. But hey. But we are talking about The Kitchen. I'm Chris. I'm Marco. I'm Alan. Bo. Okay, so this is the debut of Andrea Burloff, who uh, uh, is best known as a writer. She actually wrote Straight Outta Compton. Yes. Which is excellent. And World Trade Center, which is not as much. It's all right. (laughs) Serviceable. It's, you know, it's all right. I thought it was all right. Uh, But anyway, so this is a... How do I describe it? It's a gangster film that turns the tables gangsters with ladies. It's yeah. definitely a gangster film. And yeah, yeah the, the main conceit is that this time it's the ladies, which is... You know, like black exploitation has certainly touched upon this sort of thing. Oh, before. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there's a, a what was a Big Bad Mama with with Shelley Winters. Sure. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, the idea of uh, ladies could be crime bosses too. Has Sisters been are doing it for themselves. Explored, yes. but this is uh, this is kind of a, a you know. Even though it takes place in the seventies, a little bit more modern take. You know. Uh, and, uh, uh, addressing various specifics of the uh, of a lot of the things yeah. that have come it, out of the Me Too mo- movement uh, in the way that the, 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 these characters make decisions. In fact, to an extent where they're even like there are points I'm like, oh, I can already see where people are going to be upset about. Oh no, wait, they just they just it's so pointed. Yeah, with that, the way they and handle and every that's one last of the things angle. is that this is based on a comic book, and there are sometimes. In this movie, in fact, a lot of times, and I was like, ah, this works better in the comic book, and it's not yeah. translating as well on the screen. And second of all, it's written, the comic book is written by a dude, and it feels like a dude writing very carefully for a female audience. Does anyone uh, know that, when this comic book was published? I, I don't know anything about I this I think book. it's fairly recent. Yeah, I think so, too. Sounds like a Quick turnaround. Oh, but, you know, like I said, with all that being said... 
nothing inherently wrong with that. I mean, we. No. Uh, I just saw Hobbs and Shaw and gave it a moderately good rating while admitting it was a big, stupid-as-fuck action movie that was still fun to watch. And this is a big, stupid-as-fuck gangster movie that I still had fun watching, but nobody else here feels the same way I do. I don't know if I'd categorize it as stupid, because I, I, I think for me to call it big and stupid, it would have to be over-the-top. And... Where there, uh, this movie is sometimes cartoonish or comic bookish. Uh, I, I never, it never really gets to that big and dumb right. point for me. Uh, and as we get more into it, and, and you know the the general tensions that will always arise in any good gangster film start arising. Uh, I I, I kind of got a, a, a little bit more involved. This is. Uh, as I was walking uh, back to my car, I was like, "This this movie is a peanut butter sandwich." When it's like when you're hungry and there's there's nothing else in the house and you don't have enough mo- mo- money to order out for anything else, you're like, "Well, all right, uh, I guess I'll have a peanut butter sandwich." And, and about a third of the way through the peanut butter sandwich, you go, "Hey, this is pretty good. Okay, peanut butter sandwich." And make me a peanut butter sandwich. But there's never at any point in your life. Like after you're ten, there's never any point in your life that you're really like, "I want that peanut butter sandwich." I think this movie. Is just like peanut butter, or maybe just a piece of bread. You're, it's just like it's you can eat it and it'll do something, but it's like there's there's nothing. You're talking to the guy whose favorite meal in the world is just peanut butter straight out of the jar. <laughs> okay, well that, that explains why you like that this analogy. movie more than anyone else. That example, Alex. My my analogy only works in functional adults. <laughs> Have Fair you enough. met our audience, Alan? <laughs> they're all they're all spitting their peanut butter uh, yeah. sandwiches out of their mouths. Listening to you. <laughs> What did he say about peanut butter sandwich? Yeah, me and Chris have talked about his love for peanut butter. I forgot about it. <laughs> oh, man. It's yeah. more than love. I mean, just don't eat it out of my jar of peanut butter. His lust saying. for peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. 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 You don't want to know where that lust has been. Uh, uh, so yeah. the story here. Well, actually, I was just supposed to start by saying that the main cast is Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and Elizabeth Moss. And if this movie is taking any big chances, it's honestly with the casting. Yeah. It's odd casting for a film that is ostensibly selling itself as a as a gangster drama because Melissa McCarthy just recently started dipping her toes into the the drama field Quite well, uh, yeah, I mean, I still thought she wasn't 100%. It was a very well-written movie, and it had a hell of a supporting actor in it. Sure. And but, which one? Uh, yeah, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Oh, yeah. and that one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is, is back here again playing an even more straight-up dramatic role. Tiffany Haddish, who, as far as I know, I don't know if she's ever done drama before this. I, I'm not entirely clear, but no, definitely. I, mean, I, I almost didn't recognize her. I'm just used to her pulling faces and being funny. And right. She brings a stillness to this role that I have never seen in her, a different kind of energy. Yeah, the Pam Greer. Yeah, she's <laughs> channeling. She's she's like the director said. Here's everything Pam Greer ever did. Just watch. Those. Yeah, I was joking with Martin after the movie. Going, uh, <laughs> she's like, hold on, I need a minute to prepare for the scene. Goes into back, inserts copy of coffee into yeah. the DVD player, takes notes. Exactly. <laughs> you know, hey, you know, if they ever do a Pam Greer biopic, Tiffany Haddish would be a good choice. A good choice. Uh, but then Elizabeth Moss, of course, right. is an old hand at drama, and she. Uh, is I uh, you know definitely Quite capable of knocking it out of the park right. in but whatever genre, whatever she does. Character yeah. But the three of them play the wives of small time Irish gangsters who've all gotten busted and gone to to prison. Yeah, they're they're a, a bunch years. of Westies, and there's the 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 opening of the of the the flick is basically them like you know having very quick 
scenes where it's just like, let's establish the dynamic of our relationship. Okay, boom. And then they go on to, they go out to, to rob a bank, uh, cause they're, they're ostensibly the muscle men for the, the Westies that are running the, the, the Hell's Kitchen at this point. Um, and, uh, they, they get, uh, as they're coming out of knocking over a liquor store, uh, they, they get, uh, they get, Counterattacked by the most incompetent group of, of, of FBI agents ever. Yeah. Played by Comet, of yeah. course. One of them played by Comet. Uh, barely, 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 barely played by Comet. So, yeah. yeah, so they go to prison and they're like, uh, oh, don't worry, the mob will take care of you. But the mob's run by this real prick who's like gives them barely enough money to buy groceries. Basically. Well, it's not even that he's um, a prick, he's, in, he's incompetent. He's incompetent. And, and well, he's, he's also a prick. He's also a prick, yeah. but, but you know, he's kind of a prick because he's been emasculated because the, the, the glory days are gone. This is the 70s in New York. Nobody has any fucking money anyway. And he's like trying to you know, do run these protection rackets and his muscle is, you know, frankly like you know, four big books with no brains and, and two guys that are just like obviously got the job because they're elated. And it's just like he, he's really he's working with a pretty thin gruel. And so th- the ladies start going around asking some of the places that they were, were running protection rackets on. So what what's going on here? And find out that these guys haven't been doing shit. Uh, these people would love to pay someone else to actually protect them from the crime here, which seems a little uh, it's weird, like, everyone's like, you're heroes for running a protection racket on us. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I mean, that was common in immigrant communities. It was, it was yeah. it, When the mafia first came around, they were what like... What are you going to do, call the police? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Oh. Well, you know that cr- that that haphazard crime that's gonna that's been bothering you? We will organize it for you. So they step in, and they're like, okay, we're going to start doing this. And before you know it, with, after a very short montage, yeah. they're, like, on okay, top yeah. of the like, city. So we, really, oh, just, like, oh, so the beginning short. of this movie is, it moves at such a clip. And it's yeah. so frustrating. I, I never knew it was like, I didn't know what positions the husbands held in the mob. They talked to that guy, like, they're not paying them. Like, is this going to be an issue? Like, is this, nothing is explored. People quickly come into the movie to be like, hello, my name is this and I'm going to do this. And I, this is my motivation for practically the rest of the movie. Next yeah. scene, next scene, next scene. And all of a sudden they're, they very easily seemingly take over the whole neighborhood. Yeah, super easily. Like, just like that. I'm like, going to try that here. No one I had. didn't know it was that easy. And it's weird because there's not even any questioning from anyone that, like, oh, no. these ladies are doing this? The ladies yeah, are doing this? They don't, there's not even any yeah. of that. The first third of this movie is so half-baked. Not even half-baked. I mean, it's it's just ingredients yeah. uh, sitting there, and it's waiting for you. Hey, take this and make a pie. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, thankfully... The movie does get more pie-like as it goes on, but yeah, that that first what half. What is with all the food analogies? I don't know today? because I'm uh, it's because it's called the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, there, there we go. This it, is yeah. Go ahead. Well, I, I was just gonna say that this is actually I like this movie better when it was called Widows because uh, <laughs> this would be an interesting double feature because it has that same idea of wives of criminals who find themselves, you know, having to protect and, you know, basically make a living without their ne'er-do-well husbands around and surprisingly are quite good at it. I think that movie handled this a little bit better. I think it was a, it had a much better sense of tone. I think it was after something different than this movie was. Yeah, it was though. totally something like, different. I mean, that movie was... The similarities are like, ladies can do it it's, too, it's, but yeah. right. it kind of stops But there. that yeah. movie had a tone. This movie never really hits that tone for me. It's it very, can't decide what it wants to be. It's very confusing. At points, it feels like a comedy, almost a satire. It could points, be it's a, to the mob. At points, it's, it's a brutal uh, like like drama. Yeah. Very violent at times. Yeah, 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 very violent at times. At, at times, it's kind of a got action thing going on. It's like really, 
is tonally kind of all over the place. But for me, and like I said, I know we've said very little of the plot, uh, ultimately. They, yeah, they, they're, they're on their way up, but then they find that they've got to deal with lots of issues that happen when suddenly people are like, okay, you want to be in charge? Here's what happens on the next right. step. Um Including getting the Italians involved, who are actually kind of cuddly and adorable in this movie, and weird sort of was much to my surprise. Yeah, it's a, basically the the mob in this movie is your Uncle Tony. Yeah. Hey kids, hey, you're doing gonna, it all wrong. Hey, Let me show you how to mobster. That's adorable. You ladies want to do this? I'm going to help you out. <laughs> I could kill you, and I will, but I don't feel like not it right today. Now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like the, the we're dread, the cuddly stereotype. The, the dread mobster Roberto. <laughs> Sleep well. I'll likely kill you in the morning. I'll kill you in the morning. <laughs> um, but uh, there's a point where I realized how incredibly cartoonish this was and went with it. I was just like, you know what? I think the moment you stop taking this movie seriously and just has decide to have fun with it, you actually start to have fun with it. And I, I, I think did. it becomes easier to do that oh, man. At, at about like the middle point. I, I, I more of that. The middle is where I got just bored to tears. I was so, so bored. Because... Well, see, you should have slept through the first part like the rest of us did, and then you would have enjoyed it. Then you would have woken up right when it got good. But we're talking about the tone shifting. That never really stops throughout the movie. The movie will intermittently take itself super seriously and be violent, and like it's trying to be poignant in some way, and other times be like a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And it all I don't think that's the intention. Like The intentionality of this movie, I don't think it's like to play with these tone shifts and be, I think it's just a fucking mess of mm-hmm. editing and performances that kind of, oh. like, in, like, Melissa McCarthy, like, really all three of our leads, like, scene to scene, it's like, this is bad. This should not be the cut that's used. Oh. The next scene's like, this is good. I, I don't want to, all of I don't want to make the mistake of making you think that I'm saying they were intentionally setting okay. up the movie for me to enjoy the way I enjoyed it. I don't believe that for a second. I agree with you. It's very messy. There's yeah. edits that are out of nowhere. There's very mixed bag of performances. It's just so on the nose at points about its Me Too messaging that it's like, guys, it's really hard to take you seriously about this when you're just being so, like, you look like you have a checklist in front of you of things to make sure you've accomplished. And it's like, I agree with everything you're saying. This just isn't the way to say it. That it all just sort of coalesces into this messy cartoon, like kind of the way, like, shoot 'em up did or something. We're like, this is a wreck. And I'm kind of liking it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like every scene in this movie, they consulted Twitter. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. <laughs> it's like, what would Scorsese do in this scene? And that that's what this movie felt like. It felt like it has seen... I wanted to say it feels like it's seen every mobster movie ever, but really, that saw Goodfellas... And they saw Married to the Mob. Yeah, but they and saw they them both on TNT with commercials. Right. Right. <laughs> the unedited version. Intermittently yeah, while they were walking back and forth to make peanut butter sandwiches. And they're like, what did I miss? And oh, it pies. And know, pie. Peanut and butter pies. pie. Peanut mm. butter and pies. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie that, you know, I think is a crowd pleaser. I think people are going to have fun with it. Make no mistake, it's not a great movie. It's not a terribly smart movie. It is so utterly derivative. I could predict everything that was going to happen and it, that was kind of depressing because when I wasn't predicting it, it was enjoyable. And then it would immediately go into like, oh, of course, See, this is where we're going. That's where we differ because I think there are a lot of super predictable elements. But I think most of that stuff is it was there. Like, yes, we know that you know that this is the way these stories go. And every once in a while, it took some left turns that were interesting. Like, sure. for, in particular, I love that Elizabeth Moss, who is has a sort of meet cute with a psycho by, played by Donald Gleason. Yeah. 
starts, who's like the meekest of the three initially, b- decides she loves murdering at people yeah. and carving up their bodies. Yeah, and I kind of, and she's such a great actress yeah. that she just, you can feel her glee. There's a scene where she kills her first guy and she's just got this shit eating grin on her yeah. face. And I was like, yeah, but happens, I did not see that coming. Yeah, but, but that happens from, it, I don't think we saw it happen because it's ineptly made. Like, I think one scene she's meek and the next scene she's just like, I'm into this and I'm confident I'm badass. It's and, like, there's yeah. no arc here. It's just like, the switch is flipped yeah, from one scene to the other. I wouldn't go that. I, I mean, I think there there is a logical progression here. I don't yeah. th- I don't think it's doubling back on itself. Well, see, but I think the logical... Uh, she's meek, she's strong, she's meek, she's strong. No, I, know, I, I didn't get that. No, I, know, I, didn't, I didn't say that. I think it's meek, 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 meek strong. Like, there's no progression. Mm, I don't and, like, know if I agree with Oh, man. I agree I with you also, you also left the theater to get popcorn for, like, oh, actually, yeah. a minute. That, that, that was, like, that five shit minutes. Is going on. It was that not... Is, it, it, uh, I, I give you that it was not well-crafted. Yeah. And, hey, for my money... You can get rid of all of this other stuff and just have a movie with Donald Gleason and Elizabeth Moss in it I would becoming the most movie. adorable pair of contract killers yeah, ever. They, I'm 100% really good. But all three moment. of these characters have their cartoonish things about them. And weirdly, it's Melissa McCarthy who they cho- choose to be sort of more the audience avatar character who's yeah. the most down-to-earth of the three, who usually does not play characters like that at all. Yeah. Uh, it's an odd choice, and the, there is such a differential between the cartoonish of all three of these in their own ways and every other character in the film. Like, all the mobsters are ridiculous. Margot Martindale plays, like, sort of the mobster mom, who oh, is, yeah. like, <laughs> the, the ultimate... law in the world. The ultimate, like, mobster's mom mole cliche, yeah. but she's Margot Martindale, so she's fun to watch doing it. Um, but most I believe of, you mean character actress, Margot. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Bill Camp is campy as the yes. head of the Italian mafia. Damal Gleason is kind of playing it like exactly how he should. I very straight I, and very down yeah. to not feel like he is taking any scene away from any character. It comes think, out of nowhere in the movie and it takes about five minutes, which incidentally, I think is the five minutes Alan stepped out before somebody says, oh, this is who this guy is. Right. I was like, where did this guy yeah, come from? Why hasn't anybody addressed the fact that he's here? I think yeah, Gleason... No, I, was, I was there for his intro when he was just like, I came back, like, he, he has a connection to Elizabeth Moth, but like, Elizabeth Moth, but Moss. But we don't... It's, it's my issue with that. He pops up, he's like, here, I'm here to be your enforcer. I used to do this. I'm in love with you. She's like, cool. I like you too. Let's date. Next scene, it's like, we're making out. It was... It was quick. Come on. If I, you were out for snacks no, I, 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 I was sitting on this. I was, <laughs> you were out for more than five minutes. No, I, know. I saw the murder. I saw the tub scene. I saw all that You must have connected. You yeah. came back just as the tub scene was happening. No, I was sitting on the side of the theater. Oh, were you? Yes. <laughs> no, I think Gleason, like, totally took this road. He was just like... Oh, I get to do a New York accent? Okay, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I just, I'm just adding to my repertoire. The one part out of, out of all the... And there is a lot of silly stuff and a lot of stuff to criticize here. But like I said, I was kind of... I was enjoying it for what it was or what it didn't want to be, but I was enjoying it on that my own level. Uh, there's a scene towards the end where a character who the whole movie has been going, no, this is bad. You shouldn't be doing this. No, it's bad. That Out of nowhere does a... Total 180 and it's like, good job yeah. to one of the characters. And I was like, that makes no fucking sense that that yeah, would happen. Why? What was that? He's not the only character, though, who does a 180. We yeah. have other characters who are completely murderous and then at some point they're like, 
man, I feel really bad about this, but hey, that's business. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, well, which one is it? I'm okay with you being conflicted, but for three quarters of the movie, I didn't see that internal conflict, and now suddenly you're trying to play it as a human Not being. even three quarters, like literally every other moment of this movie except for this one minute scene. Yeah. <laughs> every other minute in the movie, you're pretty cold-hearted and mean, and then this one moment, it's like, oh, yeah. it's real, like, human moment here. It, it's like, next scene, nope, I'm back to being it, a bitch. It's a right, bunch right. of good moments that never add up to something. Right. That's the problem. I mean, individually, in an isolation, those scenes aren't bad, but when you just slam them one into another, it's just like, I feel like there's a lot missing here. We'll go on to your final thoughts, Marco. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think we've kind of said that this is a crowd-pleaser, that it's a fun little movie. Uh, you are not going to have a... Great experience if you are looking for the next, you know, mob classic. That is not this. I think this is a fairly disposable piece of summer counter-programming. If you want something that's a little bit, uh, not a superhero movie, not a gross-out comedy, not a horror, you want something that's got drama and comedy, and maybe, maybe you can take your mom and your grandma, too, depending on how they handle violence. Hey, this could be a lot of fun for them. They don't get to see movies like this too often. Because, hey, it's not every day in the summer we get a blockbuster cast of just some of the best women in working in the business today. So I'm glad for that. Uh, I give this 7 out of 10 mobsters straight out of central casting. Alan? Um, yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> like, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm being like... I love I love slight movies, small, like whatever. Things. What did they do to you in the snack line? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it's just not well made. It's like... It's, like and this movie just whimpers along. Every scene that's supposed to hit or every laugh, it's just like a whimper. The movie literally ends, and I, even the audience who was enjoying it was just like, you hear like a, huh? Like, kind of thing. Like, this big impactful moment was just like, I don't know. Like, is that the end? It's like, oh, there's the credits. Like, it, this movie just whimpers and whimpers and whimpers along. I think there's maybe two scenes that hit in the entire movie. Like, two moments in the whole movie that hit that the way the movie wanted them to. I'm not going to say them because they'd be spoilers. But, like... That's not a good ratio. <laughs> you know, like it's it's just very boring. I didn't like it. Um, one out of ten Greeks who you think are Italian. <laughs> that made me laugh. I was like, hey, I'm not Italian. I'm Greek. <laughs> yeah, it was a weird placement in the movie when that happened. I had thought it was it, funny. It, this movie's a mess. Bo? <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far. Uh, but, but but yeah, it, it, uh, I, it's, it's a bit sloppy. Um, but but sometimes I can deal with sloppy. And uh, when when I was uh, coming into this movie uh, tonight, I, I, I told Chris uh, this is this is probably going to get a ten just because it, it, this this movie theater is cold. And, and uh, I've hit that point in the summer that that's all I really need. Um, and yeah, I think this is the this is the uh, it, it's too hot. Let's go see a dumb movie uh, movie of of the year. Uh, it, it, I think it is a popcorn movie. It is going to be a crowd pleaser to a lot of folks. Uh, is it a gem? No, it, it, it's it's not even a half precious stone. It's it's just it kind of kind of shiny. It's cubic zirconium. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's enough to, to distract you if you found it in the parking it's lot. A That's about it. Handbag. It's like one of those. It's one of those rocks you find in a fountain. It's a turd in a fountain. <laughs> Calm down, Mr. Sanders. This is a deli. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, overall, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I it, it was kind of a slog to that that first third, especially because everything is it's just this really pat introductions, and and nobody's getting any real characterization. Um, but once again, once once the uh, 
once the machinations start happening and it becomes your typical gangster film, uh, it's enough to keep me kind of interested. Um, and I, I definitely uh, found a lot of likable things about the the three leads. Uh, and I, I like McCarthy. I think she, she's, she's coming along great. Uh, and this is, you know, a new facet for her. Moss is always great. This is a new kind of character for her as well. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, it, you know, a couple, a couple, just a couple of years ago, having three really strong female leads in a movie like this would not have happened. I think it's a good thing that it happened. Um, I, I wish it could have been a, a little more refined because uh, the story and the story elements here, I think, are very interesting. Um, and uh, I think, in the hands of, of more capable filmmakers, uh, this could easily have been an A-lister film. As it is, it's uh, low C, slipping into D occasionally, but still enjoyable enough to, uh, you know, get you through a hot summer day. Sure. Uh, I give it uh, seven character actresses named Margot Martindale. I couldn't blame anyone for seeing this film and reacting like Alan did. I yeah. really can't. I mean, there's no way to go, no, you're wrong, because you're not wrong. It's just a different way of like, just whether or not you're, you're able to get enjoyment out of it anyway. There's movies I know you feel that way about. that you're yeah, like, I like bad movies a, yeah. a lot of times. Oh, I like, know. We, sometimes I, they click buttons. I've I'm heard like, you I'm defend it. some awful shit yeah. before. No. You've heard me defend some awful shit before. Yeah. Like I'm going to with this <laughs> one. Uh, I think this is generally kind of fun. It's stupid, but... It did enough stuff that surprised me that uh, to, that I was like, okay, I'm here with you. It's just surprising to see these three ladies together on screen at all. I mean, it's not the conceit that's surprising. In and of itself is very expected right now. And, and a good thing that more movies like this are being made uh, with these t- sorts of plots. But there's a little weird details that I found interesting. And I found a lot of the things that were supposed to be funny, very funny, and a lot of things that weren't supposed to be funny, very funny. Um, I, I don't know. By the end, I was like, yeah, that was, that was fun. I'd probably, I'd watch that again with the, not with Alan. <laughs> with a big bag of dope. <laughs> with a big bag of dope. Uh, I'm going to give this, mm, seven out of, no, six and a half out of, I'll be fair, six and a half out of 10, uh, Television oh, spinoffs oh, will never get about Elizabeth animal. Moss. <laughs> <laughs> totally would watch a show just about her character. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs>